0: Hello and welcome to Hall Render's Practical Solutions Podcast and Healthcare Regulatory Update. Uh, I'm Joe Wolf, an attorney with Hall Render. Uh, We are the largest healthcare-focused law firm in the country, and today we're discussing physician compensation hot topics and the American Association of Provider Compensation Professionals, or the AAPCP as we'll we'll use that term uh, throughout the podcast, and that's a new industry trade association that has been very active over the last couple of years. Um, I lead Hall Renders Healthcare Regulatory Practice Group, and that covers our advocacy, compliance, fraud, and abuse and litigation service lines. And today with me, I have Alexander Kraus, the Associate General Counsel for Provider Arrangements for Parkview Health in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and also Autumn Warden, the Director of Business Operations and Physician Compensation for Memorial Health System in Marietta, Ohio. Uh, both are physician contracting and compensation experts, and both are heavily involved in the AAPCP. And so Alex and Autumn, can you please introduce yourselves?
1: My name is Autumn Warden, uh, Director of Business Operations and, and Physician Compensation uh, here in Marietta, Ohio. I have been in the provider compensation industry for um, almost six years now. Um, I actually started in provider recruitment for about a year, and um, at the time, there wasn't, you know significant, Focus, focus or resources into provider compensation um, and contracting oversight. And I essentially just became a, a self-starter and, and learned as much as I could about the industry on my own, tapped into as many resources as I could, although at the time um, there, was, there was very few, but have, have really just grown um, the department within my own organization. Um, been fortunate to have a lot of support there. Uh, and have also been able to to really grow as, as an industry expert um, for my organization internally, and, and also being able to to keep up.
2: Absolutely, thanks, Autumn and um, Alex Kraus. Uh, work for Parkview Health. Uh, I've been in charge of really provider contracting and compensation uh, for the past six years. A uh, little bit for me was a similar story, at least when I first started here, I was kind of the legal counterpart to uh, our finance team for Provider Compensation Services. And that VP of Finance left and they said, hey, Alex, you're kind of the only one that knows about this. Uh, So been doing it for about six years. Prior to that, I was in private practice, uh, primarily focused on Stark Law, uh, physician compensation. So certainly, uh, an area where I've spent my career.
0: Great. Uh, thanks for those intros. And, and I'm excited about this podcast, not only you know, to get a chance to talk to uh, Alex and Autumn again, um, but because this is a, a sort of a unique space where the AAPCP sits, um, it, it brings together um, individuals involved in the strategic valuation, legal, operational, and financial aspects of, of provider compensation. And it, it, for the first time, I think, is creating a community around those issues to allow for education and skill development and and resources that are are really necessary for provider professionals in, in the compensation space to become successful. And as I work with healthcare organizations all across the country on provider arrangements and provider compensation strategies, not only on the model side, but also on uh, processes for uh, implementation and documentation of fair market value. I often ask the question you know where could our people you know go to get this training to learn about different approaches to valuation and compensation and the AAPCP is one place that I, I look to um, right away and, and often recommend. And so we're going to learn a bit about the organization and also some trends in, in compensation. So I have a few questions for uh, Alex and Autumn, and I, I think I'll start with you, Alex. Uh, could you give some background on the history of the aapcp and and where the organization is today
2: yeah yeah happy happy to so um you know the, the there's a long story to it but knowing this is a podcast i'll give the, the the abbreviated version you know many of us um autumn and myself we've known each other probably for three years now or close to it um others within the association, uh, that have been more involved, you know, we've, we've kind of been creating this network over the past few years and even, even some before that. And, you know, I remember talking with others and we sat there and said, you know, we're all in these different associations. It'd be nice if there was a space for the work that we do. And, you know, we've got accountants, we've got, um, you know, operation leaders, uh, we've got attorneys like myself, uh, we've got those that have worked in HR, um, worked in recruitment. And so, it, it, you know, from a, a, a skill set and a department standpoint, there's a lot of variability. And so we, I, I think after enough people asked that question, we sat down and said, hey, let's start this association that's more focused on an area, a, a body of work and a body of knowledge As opposed to you know a profession specific. And so that's that's really where it started. Very, very just you know, kind of people like Autumn and myself coming together saying, hey, we'll put the we'll we'll put in the time to be able to grow this. Um, we were really actually hoping to more formally launch uh in early 2020, uh, getting a group of us together, but because of COVID, we had to kind of cancel that event. And then we just kind of slowly grew from there. Most of us have uh, certainly met uh, via video. Uh, but you know, I've, I've not met Autumn in person, but we will at the, the conference uh, in May here. So that's kind of how it started and it's continued to build. Um, where we are today, uh, we have individuals, Joe, such as yourself, um, myself, and others, uh, that are in the association as members, um, a few hundred individuals. Uh, so we've grown to that level. Um, those are individuals that work in private practice, medical groups that are in health systems, private equity, law firms, consulting firms, accounting firms. You name it. If you work in provider comp, uh, we welcome you as a member. That's that's the community. Um, and as for just kind of healthcare organizations, uh, we have about a hundred. 110 now at this point, healthcare organizations across the country that are really represented. uh, And, you know, some are uh, an individual county hospital where that person that's involved is doing 20 different things. And uh, some of them are organizations with 100 plus hospitals. Um, About our average healthcare organization is probably about a park view size, probably around $2 with around eight or nine hospitals and a thousand providers, so a lot of variability in there. Um, but it's but it's great to have that group together.
0: Great, uh, thanks, Alex. Um, Autumn, I'll, I'll direct the second question to you. Uh, how has the organ the AAPCP helped you in the work you you do for your health system?
1: That's a great question. Um, to put it briefly, it's it's provided resources that are so so needed in in this environment that when and and talking about the the community that we've established like like Alex was saying it's not just resources as in you know getting access to a policy or or some guidance around your policy or when you're doing your commercial reasonableness documentation what are what that should generally look like It, it goes beyond that is is so so needed and just is, is almost invaluable. It's, it's being able to call someone like Alex that works at another organization that, that you've established a relationship with through the AAPCP. And you can ask, you know, this is my situation. And most of the time they're going to say, oh yeah, I've, I've dealt with that before. And this is how we handled it. This is what worked. This was what our bears were. What's, what's been so, um, common in this, in this, in the provider compensation industry is, is, you know, we work with third parties and, and they're great. And we have great relationships with them, but most of the time they're not within the four walls of your hospital. They're not sitting in the meetings with these physicians. They're not managing relationships and managing your provider engagement initiatives as, as most health systems are really focused on right now. And, and they're not Toe-to-toe with your physician leadership and your operations team and your and your in-house counsel. So so when you have the community that is involved in operations and works closely with finance and physician leaders, and and you have that community outside of your health system to help guide you, it's it really makes this this industry. Propel to the to the next level. I mean, that's that's where what's been missing. It's what why we've worked so hard and and why we will continue to work so hard to to grow this association because we have the the external experts and, and resources and and we'll always need them. But it's it's the internal work and all of the things that go into doing this this job and doing it well that that we are really honing in on it's it's your internal experts and how we can support them
0: well thanks autumn you know alex i know i know you've mentioned you know events or i I know you have an upcoming conference in indianapolis could you provide us um, some information on that
2: yeah yeah so i mean we do have a broad uh, education platform that we're building Um, we really are looking at you know, virtual accessibility to training new employees that are working in this area and creating modules for, hey, if you've got somebody that's new to your staff, we all know that for most of us that are working right now, we've all been self-taught pretty much. And we're really trying to create that platform where there's more formality of, hey, if, if you're new to this area, here's the introductory materials that you need to be able to speak the lingo, to think about things, to understand things, um, and that'll be, you know, certainly taught uh, by faculty across the country. You know, I know Joe, you're going to be helping out with that as well. Um, you know, we're looking into a credential, uh, so certainly people that want to build a career where they have expertise in this area, and even if you're not directly managing this area. Let's say you do move further up in operations or in finance, and you know you're, you know, the COO of a medical group. I mean, quite frankly, you need an in-depth understanding of these issues uh, because, really, at the end of the day, it's all about alignment. You know, how do how do we do that? How do we appropriately do that? What what works best? Um, so that's kind of the broader platform, um, but a part of that is certainly in-person conferences, which is just going to be invaluable to our members. So on May 5th and May 6th, uh, the conference is going to be in downtown Indianapolis. Uh, We we're at a hotel venue, a historic venue there, um, right in the heart of Indy. I used to live there myself, so it's it's in a great spot. Uh, We have a full um, first day of not only lecture style, you know, coursework or events, but also opportunities where we're going to be doing live polling of the audience. We're going to be breaking into groups so we can have more discussions, networking, get to know one another. Um, An evening event um, with a cocktail hour and all of that. And then the next day, we're going to have a morning where uh, we're talking about some cutting edge issues and then kind of for uh, more group uh, discussion. And, The the one thing that I think is unique about our conference is all of our sessions, we have an in-house person that works in a healthcare organization as well as kind of your external expert. Um, And these are individuals from across all sorts of healthcare organizations, consulting firms, uh, law firms. Um, so there's a lot of diversity of, I think, viewpoint there, uh, which is something that you, you really don't see in other conferences that work in this space. So we're really excited about it. And certainly, if anybody uh, is interested, you can go to our website, providercompensation.org and uh, get more information.
0: Thanks, Alex. I think this is a question for both um, Autumn and Alex. You know, what do you think will be the biggest issues in provider compensation in the near future?
1: I believe that the biggest issues in provider compensation in the near future will be the the delicate balance between um, earnings-based or fee-for-service compensation arrangements and value-based arrangements. Um, It really, I, I say delicate balance because it really is a balance of, you know, what your payer contracts look like and how you are aligning those to your compensation plans. And with the majority of health systems, um, Payer contracts still being primarily fee for service, although there are significant initiatives around. Uh, value-based initiatives. It, when your when your hospital's reimbursement is dependent upon fee-for-service, you still have to to make that a significant proponent of your compensation design. for For my organization specifically, we're really trying to to introduce value-based initiatives while also um, maintaining the fee-for-service arrangements. Um, that way, um, if a significant shift starts to um, to become more, more obvious than then we have the, the capability to, to shift the comp model as we need to, but all health systems are doing it differently right now. It's just going to be interesting to see when and if the shift happens, um, how far we'll have to make significant adjustments to, to compensation plans.
0: Great. Thanks, Autumn. Um, Alex, your thoughts?
2: So my thought would be that, I mean, I, I 100% agree with Autumn. I mean, that's, that's going to be a major change management issue that I think is going to take us further, longer than a decade. I mean, you know, that, that is going to be, you know, a major issue. I think one of uh, more pressing issues that's just, you know, I think about daily is, I think we've kind of come from this historical practice of an over-reliance on survey data. And I think a lot of organizations have kind of gotten into that. And I think with, you know, the recent Stark final rule, some of the commentary and that, not that surveys are bad, but it's clearly not, hey, you know, surveys are everything. So I think organizations have to really rethink how they're valuing physician services. And I think in part, that's because of some of that commentary. I also think in part because the surveys due to COVID, the physician fee schedule changes, the surveys aren't going to be very... Helpful, and I I, I could see somebody making the argument: is Is it even commercially reasonable to use these surveys um, to set income levels, given I I think some of the anomalies that's being created within the data? So I'll say this: over the next three to five years, organizations are really going to have to think about the way that they're establishing compensation within their groups. Uh, because I think it's uh, you know it's it post 2020 is post 2020 for a, a a lot of reasons not just uh, not just COVID.
0: I would echo your your thoughts there, and I appreciate your answers to those questions. I, I, you know, in this looking at this year and the near future, you know, we've experienced uh, several years of of reform now. We've had some technical updates to. The start and kickback rules, we had new guidance and clarifications to fair market value and commercial reasonableness and volume and value. Um, We have these new value based exceptions and safe harbors that could drive change, but all this reform has been coupled with other market challenges and disruptors, just like the two of you just talked about. uh, The COVID-19 productivity uh, compensation model and staffing disruptions, uh, the Medicare fee schedule issues. Uh, disruptions to the market survey data, and I and I do think we'll see continued enforcement. So those all kind of together and colliding uh, will make it. Um, it's a, a disruptive period of time, um, but but there's a lot of opportunity to sort of uh, revisit compensation. In my mind, like you were point the, the two of you are pointing to, and I think healthcare organizations are going to have to engage their key stakeholders, uh, get them to the table. You know, legal, compliance, finance, the contracting personnel. And and really look at um, these changes, where their organization sits, um, and and where they want to go looking forward. You know, are they going to innovate their models? How are they going to operationalize these changes? There's just, and and, and comp is right at the the heart of all of it. And so, um, what you're doing there at the AAPCP and bringing together people in this disruptive period um, and allowing them to collaborate. Um, and use your platform to pose questions to each other on your website, um, if they're members and, and such is, is, is really, I, I applaud you for what you're doing. So um, it's gonna be a very interesting, uh, I think Alex, you said decade uh, in front of us. I, I, I agree that there's a, a long, uh, it's gonna be a long haul, but there's a, there's a, a lot of work to do and, and opportunities to engage. So I appreciate the answers to your questions. Um, for our listeners, If you'd like to learn more about the AAPCP, please reach out to Alex or or Autumn. Um, Again, Alex mentioned their website is uh, providercompensation.org. We'll also make their information available on the podcast platform, so you can email them directly. Um, and, And thank you for joining us today. We hope that you tune in for future podcasts. Please remember that the views expressed in this podcast are those of the participants only and do not constitute legal advice. Uh, Take care.